Welcome to the One to Nine podcast for interesting insights and knowledge from animals and other beings within multidimensional realms. Well, hello. Welcome to another One to Nine podcast. I'm Karen and... And I'm Diana. And we're here... (laughs) I know, we're still not 100% sure how our names are resonating with this podcast. We're here today with a whole bunch of fairies. Yes, they're fairies from in and around both our houses. I don't know if this is actually the correct name for them. We're, we're going to be asking them what they call themselves. But there's house fairies that have been running around my house for the last couple of days, just racing up and down the hallways. And then They're racing up and down the hallways because they have something to say and they want to be on the podcast, right? Yeah, they were just so excited, right? And then there's some plant fairies and then the outside fairies and then karen has got her art fairies and also the house fairies which actually seem to be of smaller stature than my house fairies which is kind of interesting and then there's also the chinkatig house fairies who will be communicating with us via some kind of device that they have there okay (laughs) and what about flower fairies oh the flower fairies yes okay can't forget them Right, so we may not be talking to all these fairies today, but we'll get to them one by one and see. So who who wants to talk first? Who wants who? What what fairy group is in, first in line to to say something? Oh, you know, I forgot another category oh. of fairies. Okay, the cat attendant fairies. Oh, cat attendant yes, fairies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And we have Ollie, the cat, with us today. And the other cats are with us in spirit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So who will be talking to us today? Ah. Uh, Oh, this is kind of interesting. Karen's house fairies. Oh, my house fairies. The little house fairies. Yes, the little house fairies. And you're yeah. saying they're smaller in stature than your house fairies. You mean about half the size? Yeah, half the size. But not half as fairy-like or half as prominent. No, 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 no. They're just half the size. That's just all. Just littler house fairies. Well, yeah. What do you think makes one house fairy group smaller than another? I don't know, but the ones that you have that are in your house, okay... Um, they seem to like, I don't know the correct terminology for this because I'm not really a mountain climber, but they've got grappling hooks. Repelling? Repelling hooks and, and ropes. And they seem to like climbing up the windows. Like they, they throw their, their hook up and then they climb up the rope. <laughs> They're doing this around the windows and up your, up your radiators. <laughs> Oh my. They seem to like doing that. They're 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 like, all climbing around and having fun like Yeah, yeah. Mountaineer fairies. That's right. Mountaineer fairies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do they like the string of lights I have around my room? Um uh, uh yes, they do. And do they want me to turn it on right now? Um well, what they what they do sometimes is actually use them as tight ropes. <laughs> <laughs> so they can walk almost all the way around the circumference of my room. Right. That's interesting. I mean, that could be why they're smaller, because if they're bigger, um, they would have a harder time doing this stuff. Oh, let me ask them. Yeah. Because yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. far I haven't really asked them anything. Yeah, like you, right? you need, we need to find out from them what they... Yes, okay. Um, uh, okay, so they're telling me they're descendants from a long line of, they said, repelling fairies, but mountaineering fairies could be the same thing. Um, and why would they have landed in my house? I live in the city. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, okay, some of them came down 
um, from where you were previously. Um, they In were, a former life or from Erie, Pennsylvania? From Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, they came with me. Yeah. How nice of them. Because there's, they're, they were kind of like outdoors and indoors. That's like my lifestyle, outdoors and indoors. Right. So they came down because they wanted to come with you. And what, why did they want to come with me? Comfortable being with you and they figured you need some help. Oh, what kind of help do they give me? Oh, they bring like good energy. And they try to keep things clear, meaning that... Clear and calm and connected or... Clear in that there's no fuzziness there. This is what they're saying. Uh, How many... Fuzziness in terms of energy, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, clear energy. How many are there? Oh, let's see. I'd say about ten. Oh, interesting. And they're about four inches high? Oh, let's see. Oh, wait. Seven inches, seven or eight inches. Yeah, well, six, seven inches. And do they live like a family and have more fairies? Or are they just the same ten that have been with me since Erie? I've been in this house. I've been away from Erie for about 40 years. So they've been obviously with me for a very long time. Yes, they have been. And they don't really, they don't age like we do. Uh-huh. They, they age very slowly. Right? <laughs> so they're still very young looking. Okay. Like me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that wasn't supposed to be funny. <laughs> but go ahead. Okay. So um, theirs is more of a, a community in terms of, they're saying, ah, it's not really families. Um, so more of a community. Yeah. It's more of a community. And um, they kind of recruit fairies, oh. recruit repelling fairies. So they recruited more over the years, or that's the same ten I brought with me? Um, now, I do hate to say this, but some of them have actually died, passed on, right? Oh, no. Yeah, and so, okay, ten, the ten that are here now are a little bit more than originally were here. Um, but like I said, some have passed on and they've recruited others. Because sometimes, I don't know, there's just fairies wandering around looking for a home. I could see that. And um, not that they put out great signs saying, you know, fairies wanted. <laughs> no, but the fairies that are, that are outside wandering around know that this, this, can, this is a potential home. So can I ask what the fairies need to look like? What do they look like? Is it, do we need to describe the physical... Um, well, okay, now I see them as little people, mm-hmm. okay? Um, other, others may not see them that way. Um, How would they describe themselves? They, they themselves basically describe themselves as little bits of energy. Okay. You know, um, and they can, they can change shapes, too. So they shapeshift, do they sh- change shape depending on who's looking at them? To be seen or um yeah i mean that's to say i mean i see them like i said as little people mm-hmm. meaning that they've got two arms two legs a body and a, a head right mm-hmm. somebody else may not see them like quite like that uh, meaning that they could be squatter or i guess have different facial features or and okay i see them as having Regular length hair, mm-hmm. not long hair, not short hair. And um, they themselves see themselves as however they want to be seen by the person 
who's actually not doing the seeing, but who, who, who's the object of, 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 of the viewing. So if I see him as little, if I see him as little, um, like bits of energy, um, that's fine. Cause that's kind of how I sense them as little bits of energy. Right. Right. And because whatever they do, they have these, like, like for their repelling, they need ropes, they need hooks, right? Mm -hmm. So those are not little bits of energy. Those you actually can see, or at least I can see. You can see them, right? Right. Oh, it's, it's really quite interesting. So you can see them climbing with the little ropes and, and stuff. And probably they could see themselves climbing mm -hmm. with their ropes and hooks, you know? Yeah. And for some reason, they've got buckets, too. I don't know why. Why do they have buckets? Oh, they say to carry to carry stuff from one place to another. Their stuff or energy or... No, their stuff. It could be not, not necessarily liquid. Mm-hmm. Right. Like food? <laughs> um, Clothing? An extra hat? Yeah. Right, exactly. Extra ropes? Right. And do they have names? Do they call themselves anything? Um, Should I address them as anything in particular? Um, they don't seem to care. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I well, mean, individually, they don't, yeah, they're, they're saying they don't really call themselves by any name because how they communicate between themselves is mostly telepathically. Okay. So they don't need, they don't, they don't need a name. Mm-hmm. Um, they would just intuitively know who they're communicating to. Right, exactly, yeah. So that's why they don't have any name. Um, but, but they're saying, you know, if we want to give them names, they'd be most happy to take them. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you could just call them A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, or uh, I don't know, that's kind of like... Yeah, that's okay. I don't need to name them. That's not that important to me, but to know they're there and to thank them for keeping my energy clear in my house and working with me, that's awesome. Right. That seems to be kind of like their main mission, keeping the atmosphere. And how do they do that? I know they're climbing around and stuff, but actually, you know, what what is their like magical aspect that, that keeps the energy clear here? Okay, I'm asking them, how do you do this? And they say, basically, their presence. Just their presence? Their presence does it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. They carry a certain energetic vibration of clarity. And maybe being mountaineer fairies, the mountaineer is clear. Yeah, look how sunny it's getting outside. And just as we're talking about <laughs> to these fairies. Is there anything specific that they want me to know? Um, oh, they're saying something about the back room. What are they saying about the back room? The back room's where I often eat. For those that are listening in, it's off in my kitchen. has a table and lots of window space right out onto the deck. I don't know. They're saying you should pay more attention to things in there somehow. But exactly what you should pay attention to, they're not, they're not really saying. Um, I don't know. Are things not clear enough back there? Do I need to actually do something to clarify well, it Things more? seem to be less clear there than other, other rooms. And... Is it because, um, is it the artwork? Oh, there's no artwork back there. There is, but none of mine. Oh, I see. Interesting. So I could swap out the artwork with my artwork. Ah. There's other people's artwork back there. Huh. Okay, well, 
this would mean that somehow um, the repellers, the repelling fairies, are communicating with my art the fairies. Art fairies, right? And yeah, and they're saying yes, this is true. They do communicate, and they both they both contribute to making the atmosphere clearer. So it could be that you you put some of your artwork in the back room. It would it would so sort of like help to clear the back room, which is what the the repelling fairies are talking about okay i can do that i got plenty of pieces of art uh do they have a preference of paintings or photography um hmm. well they're saying both are possible um both 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 would do okay you can put in some of each all right very exciting very interesting (laughs) Yes, it is quite interesting. I had no idea that he's telling me all this stuff. I had no idea either. Um, is the so the repelling fairies? Is there anything else they would like me to know, or could I ask if they're specific to my house, or do they? Does each person have their own types of fairies? Well, okay. I think um, because these came with you from Erie, they were indoor and outdoor ones, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think the type of fairy depends upon the activities they like to do. Oh, right? okay. So because these ones really liked, you know, climbing, mm-hmm. and your house has got really high ceilings, which makes it easier for them mm-hmm. to climb around. <laughs> Um, that's not to say that yours would be the only house where you'd find repelling fairies. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I think they, they kind of like choose where they want to live based on those specific conditions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So let me, can we, do they have something else they want to say or so we, can we switch to the art fairies? Um, okay. They, they want people to know that... They're they're very likable and they're here to help. Um, All fairies or just the repelling fairies? Well, they're they're speaking for themselves, oh, okay. right? And, just, and the fairies wait, that they the, know. Okay, so just the ten that are here really want to help. No, no, no. But man, also they're speaking for the art fairies okay. and the uh, the cat attendant fairies. It's not like they're completely isolated, right? Mm-hmm. Because they have contact with fairies that are just wandering around outside too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the dolphins have different, you know, they have contact with fish and whales and other dolphin species. And Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask also, just before we move on to the art fairies, how long have the repelling fairies or fairies in general been around on this earth? Oh, my God. Oh, for forever. Forever. Like, have they predated humans? Definitely. Predated other types of human forms? Like the physiotherapy, Atlanteans, and the uh, other groups that have been here before? Are they older than the dolphins? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is what they're telling me, yeah. They're not, but they're not showing me any any evidence why. They, they just know this. <laughs> Were they part of an original inhabitants of the Earth? Um, yeah. They're saying, yeah, they could have been. <laughs> they could have been. They're, they could have been, definitely. Um, oh, okay, there's this more more an oral culture, right? They don't have any stored records. So everything's just passed down, fairy generation to fairy generation. <laughs> so the... so they've got legends of going back, mm-hmm. you know, the original fairies, who had been here since before time began. 
right before time began yeah so they they go back before time and and where did they come from in that etheric existence yes because physio yeah. what did they ever have a physical existence where they were as dense as like humans are now mm. so no but they could be what i'm what i mean is if they wanted to they they did that oh they could have been at any time yeah and is that what we would know more as like gnomes and pixies and uh, trolls and things like that? Or is... um, yeah, I mean, those are all different shapes. Right. Of fairies, you know. So on to the art fairies, unless they really want to say something else. Um, no, they just want to say thank you for giving them this platform. Oh, thank you for showing up. Thank you for asking to be on it. And Why? now they're back to swinging on their ropes and climbing and... <laughs> <laughs> if you could see Diana, she's watching them all over the room, having a great time. For those of you who don't know, I'm a painter and a photographer, and basically I'm an artist. Um, I work mostly in the abstract or visionary platforms, and my paintings and my photography have fairies and energies. They're not really my paintings. They're paintings that channeled through me or photography that's called to me to, to participate in the creation of, and, and they have energies of their own and fairies of their own and the art fairies apparently are very connected to the repelling fairies and I'm just kind of curious what the art fairies might have to say. Okay so the art fairies are the way I see them they're they're actually a little bit bigger than the repelling fairies and they're always sitting in the quarters of the frames but they're really intimately connected with the energy of, of painting. Does each painting have one fairy or more than one? Nah, it looks like each painting's got like one fairy. And they all know each other, right? Uh-huh. Because they can see each other from wherever they are. They're not traveling around like the repelling fairies. They're just, they stick with the painting. And were the fairies there when the paintings were being created? Um, hmm. No, they're saying that they they existed as concepts before the paint. The fairies did. Yeah. So when the paintings were completed, the fairies were completed, were, were right, manifested. Right, they kind of like materialized. They materialized to right. go with the painting. Yeah, yeah. And do they travel with the painting when it goes to its new home? Or oh, they... definitely, definitely. So they're with the painting for the rest of their life. Yes. And what what is their role at being with the painting? Yeah, to kind of protect it. To protect the painting. Yeah, protect the energy of the painting. The energy of the painting. The integrity. Of so does the integrity of these, can it shift? Can it grow? Can it get more, can it actually, does the fairy have anything to do with that? Like like in an energy, like sometimes when you focus on things, you can amplify the energy of it. And I'm just wondering if having a fairy with the energy of this painting and staring at it longer, or these any of these paintings or photography, if they actually shift with the time, shift and become more potent, or if they kind of stay the way they are. Okay, so what they're saying is that they themselves do not do anything to increase or decrease the energy of the painting, but they are there as kind of intermediaries between the viewers and the painting and its energy. So um, if somebody's coming around and looking at the painting and really just is really getting something from the painting, and by doing so is increasing the painting's energy, then the fairies are able to kind of like stabilize that. It doesn't, the, the added energy just doesn't dissipate when the viewer walks oh, away. Oh, so they're sort of like there to, to take, you know, that increased magnitude, magnet, 
magnification of the energy and maintain it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, they're there to protect the pagans. Right. And conversely, if there's somebody who comes around, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, somebody who's watch, looking at one of these paintings and is thinking, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really like it. I don't get any good energy from this. They're, they're so like they're not detracting energy, but they're putting negative energy into the painting. So the fairies say they they kind of like do something to propel this person away. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. So the paintings would have then like you know if they were to go to a new home when they're sold. Well, first of all, the fairies would have to agree that this is a good home for the painting. Okay. Okay, otherwise they don't think that they would let the painting go there. So it's like a steward slash um, uh, representative of the painting, like a salesperson. Uh, um, yeah. Steward is probably a good word. Mm-hmm. Steward of the painting on multiple levels. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? So this is, I think this is the major reason why they actually stay with the And they're saying yes, this this is it because their mission is to protect now are they the on all paintings or are they on the paintings that i'm working with oh hmm. i don't know um like not all paintings in my house but all the paintings that are painted anywhere like like we had talked earlier about the paintings not necessarily having the right energy in the back room they're created by other people not by myself and i know when these are created they're they're like channeled information that's coming through some you know energetic divine portal and so maybe that's part of the attraction for fairies I, I really don't know yeah okay so they're they're saying that no not all paintings have got fairies on only ones that need to be protected and they need to be protected why uh because of the specific energy that's in them but there's some paintings that are not created with any kind of specific energy in them. okay so the intention with what something's created but also I mean, do these paintings have some purpose in the grand transformation or that's going on in the world right now? And is that why they're here? Or is it just because that was my intention when I was creating them was to make these consciousness shifts for myself or whoever looked at them? Right. Okay. Um, I think that they're saying it's some of both. Mm-hmm. It's both. Both those things. Um, but the main thing is the main thing is kind of like the energy in the painting mm-hmm. for whatever reason it's there you know mm-hmm. so if someone was to have one of these paintings in their house the fairy would come along and the energy would be there sharing itself into that house or uh, that home or office or whatever space yes yeah yes and they're 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 quite willing to relocate provided that where they're going is where they want to be going okay Although, at the moment, they really like it here now. (laughs) (laughs) My fairy friendly house. (laughs) Because they've got the repellers here, too, you know. Right. You know, so. Yeah, it's a fairy friendly house, uh, I guess. Other fairies in the house. So, are there other fairies that. Do they have a. Well, do they have any advice for me or or words to. For me, um, I understand that they want to stay here, they like it here, but there is. I'm creating a lot of paintings, and so even if they stayed here, they would get covered up or put maybe in another room. So is there, like, 
any I, I want them to know I appreciate them and I'm I'm thrilled that they're there and I'm thrilled that they feel and protect and steward the paintings the way they do because I can sense it you know I feel like this really tight bond with them but at the same time I need to be free to create a whole bunch more and right. I want their help you know right okay so they're they're saying when the time is right they will go okay is there any other information they have for me um oh let's see um with regards to what anything anything at all um anything at all or um specific to the paintings they're with or why they're here why they're with me any any information at all i guess oh why they're with you is because you actually created them uh, you're the one that that well i understand produced the energy okay so but there's got to be something about me that's more specific because other people might be creating energy too like what's different about my energy um that you have these fairies with the paintings yeah well other 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 paintings would have other fairies too right but they said not all do oh yeah no no okay because you were creating them for specific purpose right um let's see (laughs) um what are they saying um, sometimes the purposes, uh, sometimes the reasons why people create art aren't necessarily for, I don't want to say the right purposes, but purposes that don't foster, so like, good energy. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing, is fostering good energy through my art right. creations, and then they recognize that, and they come and become stewards. Yes. Is it possible for... A bunch of them to show up um, during the process of creating paintings, or do they more, really want to wait till I've finished? Um, okay, well, now they're this, they're kind of different than the repelling fairies because they existed as concepts, mm-hmm. or it could be I'm not quite understanding what they're saying because it could be maybe they're shape shifting and the concept is the actual fairy, mm-hmm. right? And when the painting itself is realized, that's when they kind of like materialize. Okay. So it's not that they weren't, weren't there before and they just suddenly appeared. Maybe they were there all along. Okay. Um, In a different form. Right, yeah. Because it wouldn't make any sense then if, I mean, if fairies live a long, 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 long time, right? And um, Like hundreds of years? 500 years yeah a long time and so hmm, they can actually go from from they can dis disentangle themselves from a painting or work of art and move to another one if they so choose and why would they choose maybe maybe the energy from the painting becomes corrupt somehow corrupt or 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 dies off yeah there's just new energy being created all the time right so a newer painting might actually contain a newer energy right right or a higher vibrational energy yeah higher vibrational energy is probably a great way to describe it right perfect so it's not like they're specific to one painting Right? They, like the repelling fairies, have been around for a long time, and they've seen many different energies in paintings. So are there any... Yeah, it's, that's very interesting, isn't it? Yes. So they could be hopping from artist to artist. No, no, but they don't do this willy-nilly, right? Uh-huh. Okay, they, they have to have reasons. You know, it's not like, oh, one week they're over here, next week they're over there. No, no, they're saying it doesn't work that way. <laughs> um well, for example, like I have this book here from this artist called Hilma of Clint, and she was a fabulous visionary artist that really never got her credit until 100 years later when everybody realized 
her work and um and then she's been on worldwide tour but no she's not making any financial gain off of her vision that she expressed all those years ago but she's finally getting credit for being this visionary would those fairies have been with her art this whole time just waiting um or have they left the those paintings now and they're moved on okay I don't know if I can actually ask them that. Okay. Okay. However, the ones that are here are saying that they don't just give up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might stay with painting for hundreds of years. Right. Yeah. Because they see something like we don't see. Mm-hmm. Well, like Starry Night is a very famous yeah. painting with a fairy for sure, right? Yeah. And that's been there, well, not eons, but quite a while now. Right. But has it been the same fairy? Well, this comes, this is like, uh, I don't know, it gets off into another kind of realm. Mm-hmm. Because different paintings have got different energies, you know. Um, that painting, even though it's it's got a specific energy, right, um, there's lots of different strands in there in that it's not all one kind of higher vibrational energy. It's It's really complex. I was going to say some of it's maybe like negative energy or less, you know. Lower vibrating energy. Yeah, right. But but it, all all the different vibrational energies have not mixed together to form one. They're all kind of like layered. Oh, okay. Interesting. So for, and though the, the energy concepts that become fairies for those seems to me, and well, these ones don't. The ones here in this room. Yeah, they don't have any direct contact with fairies like that, but they're saying, yeah, yeah, they're much more complicated. Uh, the Starry Night one is much more complicated. Cause and, there's... and the fairy, the fairy, or fairy, there's more than one there. Okay. The fairies there are, I don't know, you got to be very careful around them somehow. Well, there's been a lot of people who've looked at those and been in the presence of those paintings and... Who knows what energies were going on back then? Oh yeah, when it that's was created. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh yeah, that adds to the energy too. Mm-hmm. That's why you need the, the the fairies to protect the paintings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, do they have any advice for me going forward? Um, uh, they're saying keep creating. Now, this does not necessarily mean keep painting. They're saying creating, mm-hmm. okay? So... Um, creating podcasts, creating photography. Creating. creating anything, it's, yeah. It's, it's I mean, creating. it's... Right. I have no intention. Tell them, let them know I have no intention of stop, stopping my creative Yeah, no, side. They, they know that. They know that. Awesome. But um, they just want to emphasize that um, even though you may feel now that... You know, you want you want them to get new homes, right? Um, they're saying, don't worry. So I have a question about the art books and the prints. Do they actually capture the same energy as the paintings, or do the fairies travel with the book as a whole, or in individual pages with art pieces on them, um, or when there's a print? Are there fairies, or are there fairy energies? That's a very good question. Now, they are saying that the the pictures in the books are basically captures of energy at a certain point in time. So the energy in the in the of prints in the book, the energy doesn't change. 
Right, and that energy is of the painting and of the um, fairy itself. Yes, it's of the painting and the fairy. And because it doesn't change, it actually doesn't need protection. Okay. There's no, if you're if you're looking at, a, at the book, right, the energy there is, is whole, it's, it's, it's encapsulated, right? It's not, what's the word? It's not organic anymore, mm -hmm. okay? It's fixed. So whatever, what, whatever a viewer is thinking cannot change the energy, um, either positively or negatively. So it's like frozen in time. And then so, so there's no, there's no real live fairy needed to protect the energy of the, of the re reproduction because the energy of the reproduction doesn't change. However, Kind of like they've got, uh, um, I don't know what the word for it. There are there are sort of like uh, copies of the fairies attached to the prints in the books. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, why why cop why copies? Uh, because they just want to make sure that the books are okay. Okay, so each page, each new little picture in the books has its original copy of the fairy that came with that painting. Right, right. And that's not. That's it's just like a piece of that fairy. Right, a piece of. That piece of energy of that fairy right and that's not necessarily all books or all art books it's just the ones like we talked before that have been created especially with the intention or energy right exactly and and you know the the fairies that are answering uh talking to me now right they are specifically talking about your books my books okay yeah. so there's little fragments of the individual fairies on each attached to each print in the book and the books are secure frozen in time with their energy so they can't be tainted or enhanced but the paintings on the other hand have live fairies and can be amplified their energies can be amplified yeah their energies can be increased or also decreased but their fairies are there to make sure that doesn't happen that the decrease doesn't happen, right. but they they will allow for and facilitate the oh, amplification. Yes, yes, yes. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, they... and also and also part um, part of what they want to see is actually um, the if if there's a greater dis distribution of of the print books, they actually see that even though people are not viewing. The photograph. I mean, the original painting. The original paintings. They do see an increase in energy if the response to the the the, the print books is positive. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, yeah. So they're telling me that. Oh. So there is a connection, right? So the more distribution of a print, the more energy amplification is there is of the original painting. Yes, possibly, right? If it's if it's So basically if you own a painting and it's got good energy and the fairies with it and somebody sells a book with a million copies, that painting automatically becomes more energetically valuable. Um okay, if you want to put it that way, uh, but you can also think of it as it's more it the energy is now of a greater frequency. Right. So, yes, a greater frequency. So if you own that painting, you might actually, and it was hanging on your wall, you might actually come in and notice that you get more energy out of that painting. Right, yes. That, and it's yeah. helped, you know, when you get positive energy out of that painting. That kind of like transfers it, itself to you and, and everything around the painting, too. Right, exactly. So it's, it's a basically, you know, a live energy force.
Right. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. But it, it, it speaks to, you know, the, the, one of the reasons to wire original art. That is very true. Versus yes. prints. Yes. yes. Maybe right. versus nothing at all. Right, I guess. I mean, I like having stuff on my wall. Well, yeah, too. But you, you might like it aesthetically, but it also might actually be providing enhancing energy or empathy. You know, you know, the energy might... Like, if you're sitting in your room and a thousand people are looking at these books, <laughs> your energy's raising if you're in front of the painting. I mean, it's just like a... That's right. It's just like, so the collectors of these arts, artworks that end up in books somewhere are actually just basking in increased amplification of their energy of their painting and their, their own vibration would be... This, this is actually quite curious. Okay. Raising too. Right. Because a friend of mine in Vancouver has this, he's obsessed with this question It's like, what, what is art? Right, and mm -hmm. it comes back to Andy Warhol. According to him, Andy Warhol is not art, right? But how many reproductions of Andy Warhol prints are there around the world that people have in their houses, in books, mm -hmm. in museums, whatever, right? They're all looking at this and they're thinking, wow, this is great. So that actually could be contributing to, to what we, meaning I guess collectively perceive as the worth of an Andy Warhol painting. Oh, it's absolutely. It's all this increased... Right, right. Higher that, vibrational energy. Right, so the monetary value of it is... It's increasing and amplifying as well. At the same time, the energy is amplifying. That brings me to an... You know, a lot of people could use that amplified money that are artists. You know, uh, certainly Van Gogh could have used the millions of dollars that his artwork... Mm -hmm. And maybe he would still be, he would have created another seven years of work had he not been poverty stricken. It, it's very difficult to say. And, and I don't really want to go back and change history. But at the same time, there's a lot of artists who, like Kelma Clint, who we mentioned earlier, who, you know, a hundred years after they've created art, it gets appreciated and the, the monetary amplification happens at that time and not, not before. And so they really sacrifice their entire life to create this energy you know to, to share it to create it and you know is there a way to speed up that process of now this is this a question that you're ask, actually asking the art fairies well i'm asking the art fairies yeah is there a way to equalize that speed up is the wrong word but equalize that process so that you know two and three generations after someone's no longer here, you know, the, the amplification of the money shows up for their art and the appreciation shows up. Is there, I guess there is a way. I'm, I'm, I'm talking and I'm answering the question halfway by saying, oh, well, there's the internet. You can post it on the internet and get it out there. But do the fairies have any, any say on that? Any, any understanding of what, what the entire impact of that art could be, not just protecting it and being a steward of it, but also the, you know, the eventual amplification of it and its valuation and monetary energy. Hmm. They're finding this a really kind of hard question. <laughs> because even though, you know, they exist in a world which is basically driven by money, they they don't deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to live there. I mean, their ordinary lives, they don't deal with money. Right, and it doesn't have to be money. I'm just, there's an exchange there that happens not when the artist is alive 
often and in in a in appreciation like a whether it's money or you know other kinds of generous you know something that makes brings great ease to that artist that can continue to work um okay well they're saying that from their perspective right the the work this is from their perspective right the worth of the the worth in mm-hmm. quotes of the painting or artwork is basically determined by the um, the vibrational frequency of the energy mm-hmm. um, and the complexity of that vibrational frequency. But it also then can be amplified. Oh yeah, no, that that their answer takes that into consideration also that it's not static, that it's organic and it's, right. It could be increasing, could also be decreasing, mm-hmm. you know. But it changes over time too. Right, but that doesn't really specifically address the commodity exchange of the artwork no that of the commodity exchange of the artwork and its energetic value in respect to the facilitator which would be the artist of its creation yeah they don't know anything about that that's what they're saying (laughs) all right okay well they have a higher purpose right they're thinking about the big picture and the big picture only their mission there is to protect protect the energy of the work of art Okay. So, um, so are there other? Do they have anything else to say, and should we move on? Um, uh, no, they they're just saying, oh, it was fascinating talking to you, and um, um, this is them talking to us. Yeah, it's fascinating talking t- to you, and um, we hope you you gain some new insights. No, oh, definitely, it's very very nice of them to show up and to actually share. Their information and I'm very happy that they're here and I don't know if they know but I often you know give them a nod when I'm walking back by a piece <laughs> and I'll be taking some artworks into my back room to oh good yeah they're saying yes definitely do that change the mm-hmm. upgrade or fix the energy back there yeah but if for some reason you need the front and the back to be kind of like the same okay all right no worries I can I can handle that or balance it out right Tell them thank you very, very, very much. Or I can tell them directly. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It was really fun. Okay, so now they're just waving goodbye. <laughs> Ta-ta, to later. And they're all sitting there on their paintings, just hanging out. Yeah. And now they think, oh, now we'll have a spot of tea. <laughs> oh, how fun. Tea and artwork. So, is there someone else that would like to come forward, or is... is... Oh, let's see. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, uh, These fairies are usually not very talkative, at least the ones that I know. Um, But they're they're omnipresent in that um, my cats, and I see your your cat, Ollie, which is here now, um, they have these attendants, and uh, they are fairies since they're kind of smallish, maybe like seven, eight inches tall and but they they all have the same costume which is kind of weird what what is the costume like okay it's a white it's a stiff white a-line um it's not a dress because they're not women they're not men either right but it's basically it it looks like it's an a-line suit long-sleeved and goes all the way down to the ground and it's stiff so that you can see that it's it's a line. Mm-hmm. That's what they wear. And there, how many of them are there? One for one per cat. Oh, one per cat. Yeah. Oh, does Ollie's have a name? Um. 
Holly's looking around like, what? Okay. It's like, it's Ollie 2. Ollie 2? Yeah. Ollie 2. I like Ollie also or Ollie number 2? Um, they have the same name as the cat. Oh, I see. Right? So mine are called, um, there's Nocholo and there's Nocholo 2. Mm-hmm. The attendant. Okay. So they're cat attendants. They're cat attendants. And what do they do for the cats? Or should we... I'm not quite sure because I've never really seen them do anything other than just be standing there beside them. Oh. You know, but it could be, I mean, I I don't watch my cats all the Mm -hmm. time, right? So it could be that they're doing stuff for them when I'm not watching. Oh, okay. But, But I do know that one thing that they do help me with is that... Um, when I do some of the meditations that I do, I include my cats. And with some of them, you actually have to look inside their bodies and see their sh- chakras. Chakras. So the, the attendants actually kind of like, like Vanna White. <laughs> you know, they, say, they show you look, around. <laughs> look, these are their, the, this is the, the red one. This is the orange one. This is like... Oh, that's so funny. So they show you around. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, they, they, they're willing, they were actually willing to talk to us. Okay. Yeah, but maybe we can do that next time. Okay. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you, Diana, for facilitating a great conversation with the fairies, the repelling fairies and the art fairies. Uh, who would have thought, right? Who would have thought? Who, yeah, who would have thought? Exactly. <laughs> that's all for this episode of the one to nine podcast thank you for listening and please sign up for our newsletter at one to nine podcast.com